Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title, In Him, in the sermon series, Live for Jesus. We're glad you're here. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 17, verse 28, and we would read only the A portion choir just sung the verse so you can stay seated and I'll read it one more time. For in him we live and move and have our being. In him we live and we move and have our being. Today I want to preach from the topic in him. This is going to be our theme scripture for the year. Amen. Uh, uh, any children, all children, what age the children? Two to 11? Four to 11? All right, any children, you can send them out. Amen. Not, I ain't saying it like that. But they have children's church. Amen. If you have any children that want to go to children's church, ages four to 11, you can send them to the foyer and someone direct them where to go. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Y'all mean. But um, this year, all this year, this is our theme scripture and the theme and the vision for the year. Today is our vision Sunday. So immediately after this sermon, we will give you an idea of what we desire to do according to God's will for this year of 2023. And this is the scripture. In him, we live, we move, and we have our being. And today I just want to preach from the topic, in him. January 2nd, 2023, almost 24 million people were watching Monday Night Football between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. This was already a very important game that would determine home field advantage in the playoffs. However, during the first quarter of the game, wide receiver T. Higgins catches the ball, runs, but he's tackled by DeMar Hamlin, Hamlin, a defensive player for the Buffalo Bills. After the tackle, Hamlin routinely stands up. However, he falls to the ground as if he loses all consciousness. View, viewers are uncertain of what's going on. My family, we were watching a movie and we turned to ESPN just to see the score. Amen. Families don't know Monday nights are for football, so sometimes we got to sacrifice. We watching the movie, turn, I just need to see the score. And however, MJ looked to see someone, said, MJ said, someone must be paralyzed. We watch as players, grown men, cry uncontrollably on both teams. We watch as the Bills players stood, made a wall around their teammates to prevent us from seeing what was going on. Player heart has stopped beating on the field. The young man literally died on the field. However, due to the medical personnel being close by, they performed CPR and other methods to get his heart back working again. This had never been seen on national TV. 
No one knew what to do. We watched as ESPN commentators struggled just to find the right words to say. Everyone was in shock and awe. Everyone was confused about what to do next. But someone on the Buffalo Bills decided to get the whole team together, the personnel and the staff, to take a knee and begin to pray. I wish I had a witness here. We, 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 we watch on social media how people begin to say, pray for DeMar Hamlin. We watch as Dan Orlowski on national TV stop in the middle of the broadcast and pray to God to perform a miracle. The whole nation was in prayer. Black people and white people, Christian and non-Christian, rich and poor, all understood that there was only one God who was able to fix this. It was the God who is the creator of all things. He is the master builder of the body. And whenever the body malfunctions, we should always send it to the manufacturer to fix it. Yes, yes, I'm feeling real preachy right now. It was on Thursday, January 5th, 2023, where we received the report that Mr. Hammond was off life support. And the first question he asked, did we win? The nurses, they were excited that he was alive, that they did not want to tell him what actually happened because the NFL had canceled the game. The nurse said, yes, we won. We won the game of life. And my brothers and sisters, all of us in here today, we can testify and shout, we won. If we made the wake-up list, we won. If we got a breath in our body right now, we won. If we're able to be in worship right now, we won. If we're able to watch online right now, we won. We may have to deal with some trouble, some trying times, some draining moments of life. But as long as we have life in our body, we can testify. We won. All of us. And here in this text today, we are assured that if we are in him, we have life. We have be, uh, movement and we have existence. Now, I'm unsure this young man has a relationship with God, but the Bible says the prayers of the righteous. I wish I had some righteous people that could shout today. The prayers of the righteous availeth much. Yeah, yeah, the outcry of the righteous has the ability to produce life in dead situations. Mr. Hamlin died on the field, but those who were alive began to pray, Lord, save him, and his life was restored. This situation, it proves to us that when the righteous bombard heaven, God will make miracles take place. Yes, yes, my brothers and sisters, more than anything this year, the church, the righteousness of God, the righteous people of God, we need to bombard heaven. We need to pray that God will heal and deliver our children from being strung out on drugs and committing crimes. We need to pray that God will change our government, that there'll be more about the people and not about the money. We need to pray that God will help our school system to help our children and our parents that they will thrive and be better in society. We need to pray that God will provide life in dead situations. 
here we are, here we are in Acts 17. Paul is in Athens. This was a city that was the center of culture, religion, and philosophy. Paul is on a missionary journey to convert the unsaved to be saints. However, he discovered the difficulties of confronting the intellectual community with the gospel of Jesus Christ and then particularly to talk about the resurrection. They were too smart to understand it. Sounds like Madison. Huh? He, 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 Paul resisted the temptation of diluting his message to fit culture, but instead he just preached Christ. He was disturbed by the idols of the city in verse 24 of this 17th chapter. He notices an altar that had the words inscribed on it to the unknown God. To the unknown God, Paul then began to speak to the philosophers in terms they understood. He used the altar of the unknown God as his metaphor to proceed to tell these intellectual people who God really is. Do you not have, you to let them know, you do not have to claim an unknown, unknown God, but you can worship the one true God. Paul then exposed the, inst the extent of his classical training by quoting one of their own poets as he used for his own purposes a phrase from Minnow's address to the father, his father Zeus. Thou art risen and alive forever, for in thee we live and move and have our being. Paul knew his literature. Paul takes the words of the philosophers and correlate it to the gospel in order to convince the intellectuals that God is the provider of life. Not a golden animal, not a created piece of wood, not some choice idol, but there is a spiritual being who is not in need of human hands to do anything. That everything that was created was by him, for him, and through him. Paul says something in verse 27 that should make, should make all of us give God praise and give all of us hope that we can find our way to the master. He says, God did this so they would seek him and perhaps reach out to him and find him. Watch this. Though he is not far from any of us. That's the shout today. That God is close enough where we can find him. <laughs> I wish I had a witness here. Deion Sanders, he left Jackson State and went to Colorado University. And when he got there, he let them know we coming. And after he said we coming, he went on social media because I think he is a genius as the, at this recruiting thing. He said, those of you out there, you want to win and dominate, you know how to find me. I wish I had a win. He did this on Twitter. You can find me. He's recruiting on Twitter, something most coaches may have not thought to do or were able to do. And during his recruiting on Twitter, these young children are sending their videos. Coach, you need me. I can run fast. I can jump high. Coach, you need me. I can block. I can pass. I can catch the ball. I can score a touchdown. They begin to show videos of, of what they can do because they knew how to find him. Is there anybody in the building that 
that you need something from God, that you can tell God, I know how to pray. I know how to read my Bible. I know how to show up in worship. I know how to fast. I know how to get uh, to the house of God. God, I need you that I may go farther in life. For in him, Paul is trying to help the listener understand that we can get in God. He is encouraging the reader that humanity can get in divinity. In him. Initially, I wondered how could this be? Because I have always given so much attention to the spirit being in me that I have neglected to make sure that I'm in the spirit. Based off you all's wording or sounds, you agree or you've been in the same position as me, so I'm not alone. Amen. It says, in him, I, I struggled with this concept because I thought it's impossible for me to get in him when he's in me. But thank God for Minister Harris. She provides our daily Bible readings. And on Friday, Friday, the Holy Spirit gave her John chapter 15, verses 4 through 8. This text says, abide in me. I didn't understand in him. And so God gave Minister Stephanie John chapter 14, and, and it says, abide in me. And then Jesus gives the example of how we get in him. He says, I am divine. You're the branches. I wish I had a witness here. I wish I had a witness in this house today. He said, and if you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. But without me, you can do nothing. This is the same message in which Paul is conveying to the philosophers in us today that everything we need is in him. And in order to get what we need, we need to ensure we are connected to him so that if we're connected to him, it's us in him and it's him in us. I wish I had Jesus says, I'm divine, you're the branch. This connection is what makes the difference in our lives. It's in him. It's not in the government. It's in him. It's not in relationship. It's in him. It's not in degrees or the corner office. It's in him. It's not in the blunt nor the bottle. It's in him. It's not in family and friends. It's in him. Matter of fact, it's not in this church. It's not in the preacher. But if I want to live, move, and have my being, I must be in him. I've learned, I learned, my brothers and sisters, I've learned um, to ensure that my phone is charged overnight. I need to check and make sure that the phone is charging because it's been several times where I've taken the cord, plug it into my phone, wake up in the morning, and my phone is dead. So, 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 so I, I, I've learned that I, I need to check and make sure that the phone is charging even though I plugged it in. See, what had happened was the cord wasn't plugged in to the charging deck. The charging deck was plugged into the power source. But the cord wasn't plugged into the charging deck. <sighs> 
And since the cord wasn't plugged in, it only gave me an illusion that my phone was charging. So when I woke up in the morning, I had a dead phone that could not function like it was designed because it was separated from the charging port. I wish I had a witness. But I've learned, my brothers and sisters, that whenever I plug my phone in, it needs to make some noise and it needs to vibrate. I wish I had a witness here. And so I make sure when I plug it in, I hold it in my hand because if it don't vibrate, if it don't make any noise, it's not charging. And I wonder, is there anybody in this house uh, that you checked your power source this morning? Uh, did you make some noise? Uh, did you make some movement? Uh, I wish I had a witness here. Did you check yourself to see if you were plugged into the master? If you're not plugged in, you cannot function like God created you to. It's in him. Question today, I got to hurry up because I got I a presentation to give. And CT said I can't preach long. It's in him we move and have our being. Question is, why should we be in him? Number one, we should be in him because he created us. He created us. In Genesis 2 and 7, the Bible says, And the Lord formed man from the dust of the ground. It's in him that we are able to live because he made us. You can learn how to live in him when you realize the substance you were created from. At one point in time, dust ruled over man because man didn't exist. <laughs> and when you realize the role you played and the role God played in creation, it should cause you to worship God and work for God. Dust is nothing but loose earth. It's rubbish. It's debris. It's a powdered substance that get on our nerves. No one would want someone to tell them, you look dusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, no, 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 no. You don't want, you, even though we are made from dust, no one wants to take on the title of, you look dusty. Because if someone says you look dusty, it's implying you look dirty. You smell and you're unable to be appealing in any type of way. Now, I would rather be to I would rather be referred, be referred to a rock or a tree, but not dust. But in God creating us from the dust of the earth, it should always be a reminder of our need for God. It also should be a reminder, I can't judge you. Because we are both made from the same substance. But I want to encourage you today to enter this year with your dependency only on the master. Because you can testify like the song says, I'm nothing without you. I wish I had a witness. I'm, I'm nothing without you because the Bible says he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. 
even the youth shall faint and the young man shall utterly fall. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. In 2023, I want to live this type of life that my energy will never be depleted. And sometimes I may be flying. Sometimes I may be running. And other times I may just be walking. But I'll never stop progressing. I'm going to preach myself happy here. When I depend on God for life, I can testify I'm living a blessed life because it's a life that's always moving and it's never a stagnant life. But I'm moving forward because I've learned how to depend on God for life. When you realize that you should humble yourself and that you are only dust, it will cause you to honor God because you understand how skillful God was when he scooped down to the earth and, and made man and then put man to sleep, took a rib and made woman. You understand God was very creative when he made me. Have I got a witness here? Uh, scientists will forever attempt to learn the body, the skeletal, the skin, the muscular system, the digestive, the nervous, the cardiovascular system, the reproductive system, and the one that's under the most research right now, the respiratory system, because of all of these viruses and disease going around. God did this. God made the human brain more complex than technology. God created the heart to pump blood throughout the entire body. God made the immune systems to fight off diseases by themselves. God made the brain the central nervous system that control the functions of the body. God made a woman to be able to carry a baby inside of her. All I'm trying to tell you today is God was intentional when he made you. He didn't make nobody else like you. He didn't make no one similar to you but he made you to be the only you have I got a witness here can I tell you something no two zebras have the same stripes no two lepers have the same spots no two snowflakes are the same shape no two humans have the same DNA when God made you he broke the mold you're not one in a million you're the only one I got a witness here. That's why the psalmist said that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made by God. So what? I got big eyes, big ears, big nose, big lips. God made me this way. He in him because he created me. But I'm in him because he purposed me. Yeah, he gave me purpose. In him we live and move. This word move means to set in motion. God did not just create us to be trophies on the wall to look at, but he purposed us to do work for the kingdom of God. All of us have a kingdom purpose. That's why I always say every member needs a ministry. We don't need bench warmers. We need everybody to get in the game. Got real quiet right there. Paul declares, 
my brothers and sisters, he's telling us today that all of us have a purpose in life for the kingdom of God, and many of us struggle to find our purpose in life. We wonder, God, why am I here? And I want to tell you, go throw away all your books of 10 days to finding my purpose, 11 steps to find who I am, throw all that away, and I just want you to use Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove, here it is, that good and acceptable will of God, purpose for your life. If you want to know your purpose, serve God. If you want to know your purpose, sacrifice yourself. I wish I had a witness. If you want to know your purpose, turn from the world and turn to God. And God will reveal in you what he has for your life. He created us from the dust of the earth. And then in Genesis 2 and 7, the Bible says, And he breathed into the nostrils of Adam. After your, can I tell you, let me say this, your life is worth living because God gave it to you. I know, I know God, hey, speak Holy Ghost. I know someone struggled with knowing should I live or should I die. Can I tell you, your life is worth living because God gave it to you. Y'all, y'all didn't catch it. Let me say it one more time. I know some are wondering, should I be here today? But can I tell you, your life is worth living because God gave it to you. God takes dust, creates man. And after he creates man, he grabs the head of the man. And he comes face to face with the man. And he breathes in his nostrils. Uh, If we're going to live in 2023, God, we need you to come face to face with us. I wish I had a witness. I know we often pray, God, let your hand lead us. Let it guide us. Let your hand go to work. Let your hand protect us and block us and secure us. But God, we thank you for your hand. But God, we need your face. Because if we can get in God's face, we can get his intimacy. We can get his love. We can get his peace. We can get his joy. God breathed on us. The purpose We're created, and finally, and I'm finished, he sustains us. In him, we live. He created us. We move. He purposed us. We have our our being, our existence. He sustains us. In him, we exist. Our whole existence is based off God himself. If there was no God, there would be no us. Let 
Let me say that one more time. If there was no God, there would be no us. Without him, not only can we do nothing, but without him, we are nothing. But we're thankful that he sustains our life. Can I tell you, it, it, and, and sometimes it's not always pretty. But he keeps us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we, sometimes we don't have the glorious testimony that it never happened to me. But he keeps us. I tell y'all all the time that it's two people in the house right now. Is one who never had COVID before. You can tell God thank you. But then it's two who've had it, but you're still here. <laughs> He's a keeper. I'm finished. I'm done. He's a keeper. He sustains. He holds us. He blocks us. He protects us. In 2003, um, I was in the United States Army, and we went to Iraq to fight in the war. And, and when we went over there, I was support unit, so they gave us vests, but they didn't give us any bulletproof plates. Uh, yeah. So, so we had the vests really wouldn't do anything, um, but, they, but, the, but, but we didn't have the plates because we wasn't a forward fighting unit. We were just logistics. We were support. We was in the back, um, but they got fighters in the back too, but they didn't give us any plates. It, it, we, we, we was over there in, in January. We didn't get any plates to about August, and, and, and these plates, these plates, they are thick. They are thick enough to stop AK-47 bullets. And, uh, but, but, but when the bullet hit the plate, uh, uh, let, let, me, let me back up. Um, the plates didn't stop the bullets from coming. The plate just protected you when the bullet hit. The plate didn't prevent bullets from flying. The plate just took the blow. The, the, the plate didn't stop people from aiming at you. Weapons may form against us. Have I got one witness? But they shall not prosper. The plate, uh, they, it, it saved our life, but it didn't prevent us from experiencing the blow from the bullet. What I'm saying today, that sometimes in life, uh, you're going to experience some blows. Yes, Lord. Uh, sometimes in life, you're going to experience uh, some pain. 
But thanks be to God, uh, he sustains us, uh, that he'll keep us uh, even in the midst of uh, some blows. And I got some people in the house that could testify, uh, cancer, uh, it hit me, but it didn't kill me. Have I got a witness here? Uh, somebody can testify, uh, divorce, uh, it hit me, but it didn't kill me. Have I got one witness here? Somebody can testify. Growing up in a single parent household, it hit me, but it didn't take me out. Somebody can testify. I went through some troubles, some trials and tribulations. It hit me, but it didn't kill me. Some of you can testify. I've been in car accidents. I've been stabbed. I've been shot. It hit me, but God, he was keeping me, and since he's keeping me, I'm going to live my life not in fear. I'm going to live my life not in doubt. I'm going to live my life as a victor, not as a loser. I'm going to live my life above and not beneath the head and not the tail, the lender, and not the borrower. It hit me, but it didn't destroy me. It knocked me down, but it didn't knock me out. It tried to take me out, but the Lord, ah, the Lord, the Lord, he kept me. Is there anybody that could testify by the grace of the Lord? I've come a long ways. He kept me, kept my mind. He kept me, kept my body. He kept me when I was in trouble. And I can testify today, never would have made it without the Lord on my side and I'm glad so glad today I can testify one Friday when he died on the old rugged cross but one Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand as keeping power sustaining power blocking power say yes Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.